Augmenters. I'm Julie. And I'm Jimmy. And we believe all good leaders have great mentors. Today we are joined by Troy Sandage, the strategy hacker and host of I Digress on the HubSpot Podcast Network. Troy is going to help us connect better with others by being an example of showing up as your authentic self and making sure that people will remember you the way you want to be remembered. Troy will also talk about how to grow to your potential through the term shadow mentor and how an augmenter's tree can help cast a shadow on your mentees that you may never know your actual effect, yet you could help others in a truly powerful way. The strategy hacker Troy is all about the augmenter's principle, the pitch. So let's not sell Troy short because Troy is able to talk the talk and I digress is a podcast we should all follow and continue to listen to. Here we go. I love your branding, by the way. Like it's just how like how fine Troy comes together. That logo at the top left. It's it's just like clean, but it's really nice. How'd you come up with that? Well, at the time in another life, I was massive a social media marketer extraordinaire. And the username took off to a point where it was synonymous to me. And that's how I built everything around at the time. Hmm. And then I met a mentor who gave me the tea and was like, You wanna grow, you are limited by this moniker ceiling that is limiting your ability. And so it took me two years. I wrote a book. I rebranded. I trademarked Strategy Hacker. I built Strategy Hackers. And without well, without even having the website, just the name alone got me new business in the realm I wanted to go to. And so sometimes just because everyone is saying, this is a great idea, this is you, we know you, it doesn't match the results that you want. And for me, it, it wasn't. It was very limiting. But without the individual telling me the truth, and looking through a different lens, I would have never, I would have thought it was me. I would have thought it was other factors when they told me exactly what I needed to do to transition. And I course corrected. And then here we are, you know, so just, just a short story. So if I can try to say back what I just heard, a mentor helped you find Troy by losing the find Troy you know, moniker and rebranding as strategy hackers, which actually helped Troy help more people. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got my ears open today. I'm ready. Troy, who was that mentor? Like what, what did, who was that person? How did you come across them? It was someone I looked up to for years. Hmm. I never thought I'd ever meet them. Now granted, Ooh, we only met for what? five minutes. That's what? the only time we've ever talked ever. You know how you listen to a podcast and you read a book or you watch a video and you feel like you know a person? Like, yeah. that's your friend. That's your go-to virtual buddy or whatever. In my own little world, that was he was part of my tribe, even though we've never technically talked. No DMs, no voice messages, nothing. I might have tweeted. I might have tagged him. Never responded. No shade. He's a very busy person. And so one day, I happened to get to a certain level where we actually shared the same speaking stage. I was an up and coming. I was, I was new. I was, you know, coming in the curve and I just so happened to have the slot right after him. So he did his keynote, blew everyone out the water and we're coming in passing. I'm getting mic'd up. He's taking his mic off. And you know, you're like, you've been built in for this moment. I know this person, this person doesn't know you, but in your mind, you don't know that you think that they know you too. 
you know? And so we had this conversation. I'm like, I go in, I have the conversation really quick. He stops me and he's like, I know who you are. One, I was shocked. Two, he's like, but you have way more potential than what you're doing right now. Three, I'm like, wait, what's going on? And then he's like, drop the fine Troy. It's limiting you. And I I said, what do you mean? And I said, well, what do you want? Are you getting the clients that you want? Are you making the money that you want? What is the thing that's stopping you? I'm having good conversations and they don't sign the client, the proposals. Um, I don't get further along. He says, because you're not framing for who you're trying to reach. They don't, you look like, lack of a better word, maybe a superhero costume, but you're not a real superhero. Take it off. Show them who you really are. They'll respect you more for it. And I was like, wow. Took off. I have so many questions. Okay. So this person was like your imaginary mentor, right? Like your manifested mentor who you did not like, who did not know that they were your mentor. Because we talk so much about how mentoring shows up in so many different ways, right? It can absolutely be somebody who doesn't even know you and you keep hearing these things. So that when this person actually knew you and had looked, had obviously looked enough at looked into you and knew you enough to be able to respond. Did you feel like, did you feel super open to that feedback or were you like, were you ready for that feedback? Right. Cause there's like your moment to meet this person. You kind of want to be like, Oh my God, you're a baller and I'm a baller. And here we are. Like we're on stage together. And then all of a sudden they're like, no, here's what you have to do to change. Like, did you feel open yeah. to that at that moment? Well, I knew their character. They're a pretty type a open individual. They'll tell you, the truth from the jump. So that didn't throw me off necessarily. Mm. It was the fact that you knew me and one was willing and two had the consciousness to say what was on your mind to ultimately help me, which you didn't have. You didn't have to do that. So even though that was not how I framed the conversation going in my mind with this individual, I was more in awe of the fact that you literally took five minutes you just came off stage to validate that you know me, which threw me for a loop. And then two, that you cared enough and you saw potential, maybe even more potential than I even saw in my own self and saying, look, the next time I see you on a stage, you should be here now. And part of it is how you're presenting. And from that, I've grown in so many different ways. And I think people who, you know how um you'll see people who, just look like they blew up overnight. Now they're a successful movie actress or, you know, they're on this thing. Like, And you're like, literally I've been watching you. When did this even happen? And so for people who maybe have watched but wasn't studying, it might have felt like that. But for me, I took that the heart as a literal launch pad to reposition everything. And the one thing I learned is that perception is reality especially for people of color, marginalized communities, um, especially for people who feel like they're underdogs. If you're only going to stay the underdog narrative, you're never going to be top dog. You're never going to be a champ. So you have to think and be and move as if you are to eventually become that what you want to be. Once I figured that out, man, you talking about passing that gym and passing that baton to as many folk as I can every single time. I'm like, it's not you. It's the perception of you that needs to be changed so people can see who you really want to be. Because we think people just assumably know who we are, know what we're good at, see our joy, see our light. And our light may be dimmed a little bit. 
our life may be covered in some mud or something. We got to clean it off. We got to give that, you know, glass cleaner and do a little buff shine and make it shiny so they can see you. And we may be thinking we're doing all the right things in task, but that doesn't mean that it's translating to results. And so I know, and that was just one mentor, but there's been many, and I would say this, not all mentors will talk to you, but they're de facto in what they're producing and what they're outputting is ministering to you, is empowering you to go a certain way or reaffirm a certain action or characteristic. And so if you're a content creator, in so many ways, you could be mentoring people that you don't even know. And sometimes that, and I have a story I'll tell later about that. I'll come back to that later. But yeah, totally changed my mind, changed my life. And I'm very grateful. Troy, there's a question on the tip of my tongue. Can you share who this mentor was on stage? I cannot share who this mentor was. There's a real, there's a strategic reason why I can't share who this person is, but I would say a lot of people would know who this person is. That's just such a good, but I'll add this. The reason why, again, a lot happened in that five minutes. (laughs) Oh my, this sounds like a magical. I got a message later from a person on, on their team and I respected them for this message of saying, you know, don't tell anyone that we had a conversation because Whoa. then your success may be tiered back to me and I want you to have it on your own. And I think that was beautiful because sometimes I'm a big uh, analogy type person. And so you may say um, uh, there's a lot of top coaches that had assistant coaches that went on to do great things. But why was they so great? Because this is that, that original coach. And so from that, I can understand how if I were to say, lead with this person's name, the coaching tree, I get exactly. I get in the shadow of this person as if I didn't do the work. And the association immediately always goes back to this person on, let's say, the mentor tree. Right. The so mentor tree. him having that, they're having that initial awareness. I'm going to give you this nugget. I'm going to give you this seed, tell you how to water it. So you can grow your own mentor tree. But I don't want you to say you got the seed from me. All I did was point you in the right direction, tell you what soil to put it in. You did everything else to make that tree possible. It's okay. like crouching tiger, hidden mentor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like this. I love this. Like the secret mentor. I don't think we've even heard a story like this before, Jimmy. This is so cool of like this very, I don't know. It's what it, it's like a stealth mentor who like comes in gives you the feedback and then just like. Shadow mentor. Shadow mentor. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Oh my God. Well, I, I, I the shadows. Yeah. yeah. And I, lo- I love that mentor tree analogy because like it, it allows then the mentee or the person receiving the feedback to not to be able to own the light so that the mentors leaves don't get in the way. And then that mentee owns the light and can create their own space. Uh, man, you mentor tree. We're going to be talking about this for a little while, Troy. This is, <laughs> this is, this is going to stick with augmenters. I, then I wanted to know though, what costume you were wearing. Cause he told you to take the costume off. So like, what were you actually wearing that day? Oh, <laughs> I think you mean metaphorically, but I had a. I was hoping you had a cape on, you know. I had a full suit, and he could tell that's not you. Ah. And so, 
people realize now I have this whole, I have it on right now, a hoodie and a blazer. Yeah. And I always feel my best self in a hoodie. And I put a blazer on a human say, I'm all about business, but I'm also about fun too. And I started wearing that particular outfit. I'd have some jeans and some, some kicks, make me feel good. You get a little swagger. Oh, yeah. And just that energy alone put me in the right mental headspace to do what I need to do, even when I was petrified of getting on stage or, you know, talking on new subjects. Cause I have this imposter syndrome of who am I? What, but I've learned as long as you act on it, regardless of fear, you'll be fine. It's like pressing record. You might go blank and not know what you're going to say, but keep talking anyway, and you'll just keep moving forward. So yeah. yeah. Troy, I'm going to ask you to back up a little bit. If that would be cool, because I would love to hear a little bit more about you. I know a little bit just from some sleuthing around, but I heard that you started off as an electrical engineer and then pivoted yes. to marketing. Like, how was that pivot? Like, how, what happened? I pursued electrical engineering wholeheartedly. Um, that was like almost the, the chosen profession for years. And I realized, and was crazy because I've said this story a few times. Another shadow mentor. I, I did not plan for this narrative okay. to come across this, this way. This is it. It's happening. I was going into my my last year of college, and we already had some things lined up and things. And I promise, I don't remember ever seeing this. What I think was a professor on in our engineering building ever. And I was struggling, y'all. And I'm I'm a very um not proudful, but I'm a very determined, gritty person. If I set a course, I'm going to do everything in my in my being to achieve it. And I was struggling. I, I fatically was struggling. But I, I was a survivor. So I've been surviving but not thriving, yes. right? Yes. And you just think you wear like a badge of honor. <laughs> and he's like gritting through me. it every day. Like I'm yes. past this test. And he's like, are like, you happy? Cool. I'm like, well, you're going to say yes. You're not going to say no. <laughs> Right? You're not going to really be like, I want this. I just, do you really want this? And I feel like every mentee has had that moment with a mentor where you just convinced yourself of this and they just shatter your whole universe. And it's like, there's another way. And so he literally did that for me. He's like, well, what do you like about engineering? Where are you trying to go with engineering? And I, and I told him and he stops me and he's like, you know, that is going to take a while. It's probably not going to pay you any money for a minute. And based on how you are, I don't think you'll be happy. Like, even if you get to the success yeah. at the end. Even if like, I got there, I get yeah. to the end of it and it's like, hmm, it's not as glorious or triumphant as I thought it would be. And he said, and he asked me a few more questions and he's like, what other things have you done? And I told him a few things here and there and I told him some situation. And he said, well, maybe you need to pivot because I'm telling you, there's not going to be jobs waiting for you in that realm. In the realm of what, what you I, were enjoying. And what like I was trying what? to pursue. Correct. Yeah. Yes. To the level, pay, all that stuff that. They said historically we would do that if we just survive in the environment. Sure enough, how fate would happen, I shifted and went into digital media and didn't look back. Everything came easy to me. And that was one thing I learned early on, that just because it comes easy to you doesn't mean it's not valuable. Doesn't mean it can't make you money. Doesn't mean it can't make an impact. We think I'm a high achiever. So I associate sometimes pain and struggle as, as battle scars of worth and value. And he's like, oh no, if you have to endure it, that was your season, but that should not be your constant. It should come and flow. It should be easy. 
it should be able to move accordingly. And sure enough, when I shifted, everything took off. Everything was in flow. I was like a prodigy over there. It was crazy. And ironically enough to bring this story on home, the first job I did was as digital media marketing for an electrical engineering company. <laughs> now, how do you, you can't paint it no better than that. You can't paint it no better. I was their first marketing director running marketing for a global organization that really focused a lot with engineering and manufacturing products. And that's just how it works. So I'm translating the engineering language into marketable language to help them sell more products. Oh my God. That was like <laughs> that. I always feel like there's these little like gifts from the universe that just like, the just tell you you're like on the right path. Right. It's like, yeah, it feels good. Like you're, it feels like you're in the right spot. And then here's the topic that you actually uniquely know probably more about than any other marketer. <laughs> And like, here you go. That's incredible. And how did you feel? Like, how did you feel sort of shifting, like hearing this mentor giving you permission? It sounds like it was kind of giving you permission to like do what you actually really loved and were good at. How did you feel about like people's expectations of you or like all the work that you'd already put in and like telling people like, hey, I know you thought I was gonna be electrical engineer, but I'm actually, you know, with like social media, like that's what I'm gonna do. So how was that? Julie, let me tell you. It was that was one of the hardest things. It, it's almost like I built my identity around this type of profession. For years, it's like I've told you, my family, this is what I'm doing. They're bragging about this is what I'm doing. I'm going to a school that is only known for this type of thing. Oh. You know, I've done everything in my power to be this identity. And you're telling me, you're giving me permission to not be that. And so at first I associate that with being a quitter versus really understanding you're redirecting to what your purpose is. And in most cases, when you're right, when you're climbing up, you have a certain lens and perspective. But as you get higher up, your perspective of the situation changes. And so, but the problem is we don't update to adapt to the new perspective and lens. We're in this virtual kind of augmentation that we're still at the bottom at this one angle. And the other thing was I added so much pressure because all the other affirmations and other identities that they were associating with me achieving this particular pathway for them added additional weight. And so that required me to educate and understand. I need to relinquish not only my own preconceived notions, but people's expectations of my life that aren't doing my life. They're trying to vicariously live through this narrative that I'm pursuing versus, well, sorry, you didn't achieve what you wanted in yours. Do not add on extra for mine. And that's a shift. That's a very challenging shift, especially if I can be real in the black community, we're rooted in community. And when you're an outlier and you see, and you stand out too much enough where people can't understand. It's a challenging thing to keep continue down that path. I like to say when you're moving in certain in certain rooms and certain things, you need to have that clarity and that vision and not the vision was given to you. It wasn't given to everyone else. So just because I'm telling them my vision because they can't understand it or believe in it, they're going to be resistant to it. Mm. But I shouldn't not think, well, I can't pursue it anymore because this one person who I'm ecstatic about my vision doesn't believe in it. And so that takes time to trust your vision and work towards that. And then once you get there, honestly, you'll build the community around you that reinforces and reaffirms your vision identity and actually will push you to do it. 
And so I, you know, mentors and having different people and almost allowing fate to run in parallel with you doing the work and really get you far if you're knowing how to just pursue the right things. The whole community aspect and how to help temper expectations, both of yourself and to allow others to try to come around to your vision, it can be really not just hard, but painful to leave communities behind. Did you find any ways or had a mentor or mentee help you along the way to figure out how to help bring some of your existing communities with you when they might have not initially seen your vision, but to like help them kind of begin to see the context and the why of what you're doing? I find it like, I learned this early on because I made, I could have been further along if I would have known this sooner. It was more so I need to surround myself with people who could help me get to where I wanted to go versus surrounding myself with people who just made me feel comfortable. Ooh, and, um, that's okay. So that's why Julie keeps me around. Cause she's like, I don't know if Jimmy's ever going to be late. I'm always uncomfortable. So like, that helps her. Like, better. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> keeps me on my toes. Oh, well, you, you both balance each other very well. So it's a <laughs> <do>. great dynamic. <laughs> we do. So, I think that was a hard shift because people want a lot of things. But when it gets to the nitty gritty, they aren't willing to do the things to get there. <gasps> yes. They just aren't. That's they true. make excuses. They will make excuses so much that they'll create this false reality that becomes true that pretty soon they can't. And so I was always a little bit of an outlier, misfit. I used to wear like a badge of honor. Now I don't. But at the time, it was a coping mechanism because I knew I wasn't like everyone in certain circles. To our point earlier before the show, when I talked about I was a solo host experience, no one ever asked me why, really. They always asked, well, Troy, you're great energy. You, you can do great with guests. You've done it for other things. Why aren't you doing it for your podcast? And I said, going into the industry, there wasn't many BIPOC individuals giving strategy, giving insights. I couldn't reference any. And that's fine. I read a lot of books. I did a lot of work. I didn't understand the language. So I had to do a lot of deep time, a lot of hours spent, endless nights on those things. Well, if I had the opportunity, let me show you there is a voice that can look like you, that can speak on these undertones in a language that makes sense. And so... I didn't mean to become an acronym known marketer. That was not my intent ever. So now I still don't want to just be associated with that way. But I created acronyms because even with me, I'm neurodivergent. And so I learned different. And what's the biggest difference between someone's ability to make money? Access to education, access to people, and access to money. But when you can speak the right language, you can get access to money. You can get the right connections. And you can move in certain circles that you couldn't before to get the education, understanding to actually achieve what you actually want. It's the most frustrating thing in the world to do everything right. And the game is rigged to keep you down anyway. And part of it is because you just didn't see it coming because you wasn't given access. And so my intent was to give access through my podcast. And I said, hey, that's going to be me. I'm going to be selfish. You're going to hear me for 100 episodes. I think I'm at episode 89 now at this point of this recording. And we're going to talk about this journey together. I'm going to break things down in a cultural language and mannerisms and, and analogies that you can understand that you can apply. Now, they may not know that that was a 10-part marketing process. They may just remember DART marketing methodology, but they're implementing a 10-point marketing system process that's stacked over 10 books, but it's conditioned to still down to a one-page acronym with a few words that they're applying, but it's easy for them to now 
you're not a marketer. You're a business owner. You're a fashion designer. You're an e-com store, whatever your passion is. You don't got time to market. Let me help yeah. you get the tools you need to market. Thank you so much for all of this. Like, I have listened a lot to your podcast as we are not marketers trying to figure out how to market our podcast also. I'd love to hear about some people who see you as their shadow mentor or maybe as their actual mentor, people who have listened to you and how they've grown, if they've kind of come back to you and shared how they used your knowledge and like any shout outs or any stories. Yeah, I'd love to hear like how, how, how that's gone in the opposite direction at this point. So I was a product of the pandemic. My podcast was... So I'm a pandemic podcaster, but I'm still going strong (laughs) (laughs) for all the OG podcasters that, I don't know, I'm still going strong. It was meant to be. And during that same period, I wrote a book because I was bored and I had nothing to do with my life. So I'm like, let me put in challenges, podcast and book, check and check. And so took some time, got it done. But I'm a person who sometimes when I achieve something, I'm not thinking about it anymore. It's not even in my mind. I'm on to the next thing. So anytime, because also I'm a terrible promoter of my podcast and my book for whatever the reason, erotically as a marketer, but for my self-indulgence, I don't know what it is. I forget sometimes. So when every time someone referenced, well, Troy, I'm, I read your book and this page, you said this line and it, and it stood out to me. I'm in complete awe. Like it, it, it stops me literally in my tracks. I'm in shock. But I also find it really random, but I got to tell it. I empathize with any author because I fanboyed over authors in the past. And I'll come to a page as if they memorize every single word in the book. You remember on page 99 that you said this? And we're just like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Had that moment. And I was like, I understand now. I understand. So anyway, all of that to say, I've had many folk who've come to back to me at the most randomest times, holding my book in their hands and reference a certain page. And that blows my mind. And I realize I'm a big empath. I love to give. And so, you know, you got to find the balance between giving and making money. There got to be some type of balance in there. But I, I believe it all works out in perpetuity. So I was like, I'm going to make the books and be affordable. The podcast is free knowledge bombs every day. See what happens. And I went on a circuit. And I spoke um, at least 25% of my speaking engagements are always free. I do for you know different businesses, small businesses, marginalized communities, uh, youth, however. So all this is being out there and exerted. And one story came to mind in particular. It was the child. The child read my book that the a parent bought. Mm. And they were struggling with their business. And then the child Child. reached out to me through Twitter, of all things. It's my favorite channel. But Threads is coming up, so we'll see what happens. We can (laughs) talk about that later, babe. And (laughs) they told me the story. When someone tells me a story, I'm in. So that's why I have to have certain boundaries in place. Otherwise, I'm doing everything for free every time. But they told me the story. And so I reached out and had a call with them. With, with, the, said, with, the, with the kid or the parent? With the parent. I oh. asked the kid, you know, I said, hey, you know, here's my link. How the does the parent book a time with me? Love yeah. it. So the parent called and was like, how old is this kid? I how believe, old is this kid? I'm I believe he was eight. I believe he was eight. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, okay. It sounds like he's. He, I look higher than the eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah, the kid's ready to be an agent. Like right, right? <laughs> And who's going to say no to a child? Cold outreach to you. With the story of a lifetime saying help, you know, like, oh, 
okay, who doesn't live <laughs> through these type of moments? Let's, I got to see the journey to the end. And so by the time we were able to schedule the call, I think I had some traveling arrangements. So, you know, and out of sight, out of mind, I forgot, you know, when somebody's booking my calendar, it's there, but I may not be conscientious of that moment. So that might've been a good 45 days out because I was doing my thing. So I finally get on the docket and have the conversation. By this time, the parent has read the book and has caught up to most of my episodes on my podcast. And apparently has this one stage I did recording. I I think it was during um, podcast movement evolutions in LA that he listens to regularly for this one section that I said. So we're on the call and I didn't know what to expect. And they're just, the whole conversation was basically them regurgitating to me the value I brought to them. We can be so much to being a giver that when you receive, it, it just throws you off a little bit. It resets you a little bit. And I was just having a moment. And I, instead of me resisting it, I absorbed the love. I absorbed the affirmation and the positivity. And sometimes we have to sit with it to say, you're doing the right thing. It's worth it. And I know you know this. There's been many times I want to be done with the podcast. I'm exhausted. Life is life in. And I just don't have it. And I'm a solo host. So y'all, there's no prompts. There's no one to bounce. I have to generate my own energy through this microphone to connect with you. (laughs) And I could have had a really bad day. I could have lost a client, just struggle bus, but I can't present that aura. And so it takes discipline and (laughs) maybe some chocolate (laughs) to get through it. Definitely but caffeine. <laughs> when I push it out and I receive everyone else's, you know, getting positive affirmation from it. Wow. The last thing I'd say, and now this is that I know there was a story I was going to tell you at the beginning of this recording, however, this was going to go. This seems like the perfect moment during the pandemic when I really started to start doing more talking. And I, I kept most things to marketing and business. But after the pandemic and after specifically George Floyd, I start talking more on my own identity and struggles. And speaking more specifically to particular individuals on certain realms that I kind of kept business only. I didn't never go to personal as much. And I would never forget this moment. Kid you not. This was a Twitter DM conversation for context. And they were, we were going back and forth. And I was explaining, like, they want me to speak on this. And I, I don't want to. I don't feel comfortable. Maybe it was marketing or business. I don't want to talk about how it was about being black in America or how do you navigate being a black entrepreneur or black creator? You know, I I don't want to be associated with certain nuances and norms. I want to just be just for Troy in business. And they're like, but you're not, you're not, you're more, there's more layers to you. And they said, who are people that you look up to? What if they didn't start? What if they didn't write that book? What if they didn't start that podcast? What if they didn't start that video series? What if they didn't continue to do it? You couldn't phantom it, right? Because it was so impactful to your development, encouragement, and well-being. Well, you are that to somebody else. You don't know who they are, Mm. but you are that to somebody else. Shadow mentors, y'all. Shadow mentors. Shadow mentors. (laughs) And And they said, how dare you? Lead your truth and potential because you're afraid. You've been given a gift and an ability that deserves to be shared. However, it's the reason why you're on the stage. 
you're still the one with the mic that can tell the voice and push it out there, the narrative. It's not about why or how you got there. It's about what you did with the opportunity. Who's yeah. to say if you didn't hear a certain thing, they couldn't, They maybe they don't feel inspired to start that business. Maybe they don't feel inspired to shift a career course like I did or know that it's okay to change a career 10 different times or switch to 10 different jobs because the first three jobs that you get aren't defining you. You can have a resurgence in your 20s, your 50s, your 70s, and do something totally different. But if they don't know, for those who I'm a big Spider-Man fan, I won't reveal. I knew the superheroes team, were going to come in here at some point. But canon event. So as mentors or shadow mentors, because of what you're outputting as creators or however you are, you're creating canon events for other people that mentor for you to form. And if you aren't living in your truth and your purpose and doing what you love to do in parallel with what you're good at, that means those are less trees being planted. And I don't want that on my hands. I want to have as many people feel empowered. That doesn't mean that they're going to always talk to me. I may not know the reach or depth of what I'm doing. But when I hear those stories, it reaffirms in me that, Troy, when you are tired and you have to crank out three episodes a month, and you don't feel like it, think of the person that might have been like you that was waiting desperately like a Saturday morning cartoon with a bowl of cereal, waiting for that next episode to keep them going. And just that alone, I'm like, I got to do it. Not for me, but for them. Is that where, I mean, one of the first acronyms I was able to find that you were using was VOLT? For, oh my God, uh, that's way back. I was digging here. I, I wow. wanted to uncover some roots in your mentor tree. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh, but it, so VOLT stands for vulnerable, original, loudable, and transparent. So did VOLT come before or after You know the story you just told about someone saying like, hey, if you don't share your layers, you're actually shortchanging somebody else. You're not shortchanging yourself, but you're shortchanging your effect. Oh, that oh, came way before. Oh, really? There was, it's kind of like, um, what's it like? When you're building a lot of the, the the testers before the real product comes to market, and you have all these little gizmos that you just keep in the drawer that you might have <laughs> said something and it didn't land with people. <laughs> Man, I have to give you credit. I haven't even heard that in years. So kudos to you. <laughs> I like it. I wrote it down. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That just made me so happy. That's not even in my book. Well, I didn't get to the book yet. (laughs) No, I was just saying, I was just, you just got me flabbergasted because I was like, why was that not in the book? It was was an OG, but it was a good one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, I, I loved it because, you know, leading with vulnerability is super scary. But it's the way to, we usually use it in augmenters about, it's the way to truly build connection and sometimes speed up that where you can get further faster. But I didn't think of it in the way, as you said, that vulnerability also really helps make sure you are connecting to communities you are going to be a part of no matter what. You can't, you can't escape some of those communities, especially if you don't, if, you know, and escape's not the right word, but you shouldn't leave those communities behind when you still have so much you can offer to them, even when it might not be the most comfortable way to approach it. So I, I thought Volt, yeah, I don't know, it really hit, hit And to your me. point, this is something I didn't realize till later. Sometimes mentors have to understand mentees may come from a different angle and direction that you may even perceive. To your point about Volt and vulnerability, 
I'm a marketer. I'm about business. I'm about growth strategy. I'm the strategy hacker. But you're not asking me for mentorship on any of those things. How are you as a young Black African male navigating in an industry that is this? Or how are you able to fail and still be successful? Or how did you survive three brain surgeries and still do what you're doing? There had to be some doubts and along the way of who and who's my identity when you're shattered like that. And so sometimes as mentors, we can't deny the layers of us. It's all part of our identity and it's all part of our truth. And if if there's a branch, a certain branch, mentor tree, y'all, we're going to bring it home. If there's a certain branch that someone is leaning on, then like <laughs> that branch right there with that particular fruit is what I need from you. Drop the fruit down, give it to them. Who am I to say what's going to be? And it's like you don't even know you don't even know what it's going to be until you're in the conversation. You know, you get people who are like, "Ah, I just want to talk to you. And then you're like, oh, it must be because I'm a CEO and they're going to want to talk about, you know, it's like, no, they actually want to understand how to be a mom of like kids and also jump on airplanes and like fly you know it's like there's all these players that you don't even know until you have these conversations and then you're like oh this is what this is what i can share with you and or this is what i can't share with you like actually but i know the right person for you to talk to also i feel like there's a thread through our conversation here too which just keeps coming up for me i just wanted to say is like a little bit also about putting things out there and like just letting go of the results like we have no idea what people well i was thinking actually initially troy about your um family right when you said hey community guess what electrical engineering not for me you know and like but we can't ever control how people are going to perceive that they may we don't know they might think it's awful they may think it's wonderful we can't control it but then also how much we cannot you know we just know like what is divinely in us that we put out we have no idea and cannot control how other people and then all of a sudden they'll come back to you like Somebody oh, yeah. like Jimmy oh. will just have bolted out on you. Oh. You're like, what? Or we get like very random emails from people who are like, eh, just, you know, I just came across your podcast and, da, 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 and I love this, you know, thing you said. And then again, right. You're like, I don't even know that. But yeah, I think kind of being maybe that's like the element of a shadow mentor is that you don't always know, like it's not as obvious um, where you're going to land. The best shadow mentors are those who just be present. Every time I had a shadow mentor, as I'm, and most times I was in an, in an emotional peak, right? So it's just frustration or anger or sadness, or you're trying to do this, you don't understand this, you're doing everything you're supposed to do, all that, whatever. And they just meet you at a certain crosshair moment and they chose to be present. And that when the rest of the world keeps moving and you feel stuck, when someone can that you may see is higher than you, or you think it's gone further than you or whatever the case might be, is choosing willingly to be present with you in the middle of this storm to then give you redirection, give you water to drink when you're in the desert, whatever analogy you want to put there, just enough for you to be centered again and keep going. I don't know about y'all, but that is one of the most satisfactory feelings in the world where you think a conversation didn't mean anything. You gave them a little bit of your time and you blink and years later, you're like, where did that person come from? Look what they've done with their life. Um, And it's not about... Look what I did. It's more about, wow, what a great opportunity to have such a moment that ricocheted this person to where they always want to go. They just need a little more reinforcement or support or a bold statement to drop the fine Troy, <laughs> release the superhero <laughs> outfit to be the true superhero that you are. It's a conversation.
I love it. Troy, I, I have a question because it's something I struggle with. I, I bet you know you have a phrase for it uh, or an acronym or some kind of mantra. But you know, th- there can be a time where vulnerability becomes oversharing. And that can you know really get in the way of that connection because you know, it's like you don't need to know that this was actually cold coffee and not warm. Like who cares, right? It, that doesn't matter. That's not like truly being vulnerable. Uh, it's just like kind of talking and BS. Or then sometimes you might even be talking about too much of emotional problems and other things. Is there some way that you found to like help you stay centered in those conversations so that you are still giving, but you know, you're, you're not, you're not taking in the conversation. Does that make sure. sense? No, that makes it. I always find marketing is really all about vulnerability, but it's about how much the dial turner you turn over to 11 <laughs> somewhere in the middle depends on the psychology of the conversation, what you're trying to do. And so a uh, surprise acronym for those who are done with me at this point, this is what I do. You should listen to my podcast, read my book. This is what how I frame things. I apologize in advance. Uh, so it was DART, direct, authentic, resourceful, and tactical. And so if I'm looking through the lens of vulnerability, DART is giving me the framework for how to maneuver vulnerability. Sometimes I don't have to tell all the tea, but Jimmy, you look at me dead and I'm being direct with what you're asking or how you're framing feels vulnerable, but with the right case of confidence or intentionalism to frame the narrative of the conversation where you would hopefully like it to go. And you add that with being authentic, reinforcing the authenticity of your voice, of your intentions, that builds trust and connection. I feel I'm going to share being resourceful with referencing Volt to showcase I've done research. I'm showing all these things, but I'm being tactical. Mm -hmm. And when I ask the question, not to overanalyze what just happened, but in that same frame, if I apply that dart with what I'm doing with vulnerability, I'm using vulnerability as a strength and minimizing the shadow weaknesses that come from overindulging in vulnerability. And that allows you to, and this is where people get all weird about psychology, behavior science, and all those things as a marketer and extraordinaire, but it's meant to connect to that human element to create real space to have genuine conversation um, and not deal with all the noise and all the mess of just general conversation. I just got lessened on how, how I just went through asking a question. Wow. I, I, I took notes throughout. Julie and I will be uh, breaking that down in our wrap up. I loved it. Julie, do you have one more question uh, or can I uh, run to some rapid fire? I think you can run to some rapid fire, but I'm just like, deep in the comic book of the shadow mentor right now in my head like i'm like in another planet of shadow mentoring so i'm good jimmy go for it i've also held back on a a whole bunch of uh arbor analogies that i was going to be bringing up with branches i can't wait yeah it's gonna get weird later on uh but uh troy i like to do this at the end where it's like a verbal rorschach test of if I say a word, what like immediately comes to mind? There's no, there's no wrong answer. First word is when I say mentor, what immediately comes to mind? One-on-one uncomfortable conversations. One-on-one uncomfortable. Okay. How about what immediately comes to mind when I say mentee? People, youth, or you're new at something, you have a ton of zeal. Love it. One word in your mind for when I say the word sp- Sponsor, what comes up? Community for me. 
Love it. And how about coach? Phil Jackson. <laughs> nice. yeah. You know the choice from Chicago. <laughs> As am I. Amazing. Triangle. Triangle offense. Nothing else. <laughs> that is so good. Troy, honestly, this was so much fun. Thank you for sharing, especially getting into some of your layers. And I'm going to be repeating, you know, when life is life and you know, sometimes you got to, you know, dig deep and, you know, be vulnerable to rely on others. So this is, this is amazing. And uh, we'll send you the graphic of the uh, mentor tree. I can't soon. wait to see what this title is. There's some gems in here. I don't know what it's going to be. We, we, we might need you to mentor us on what title this should be. <laughs> no, Troy. Awesome. It was really, thank you so much. Jimmy, what a great session with Troy. My brain's on fire. Seriously. And I liked how you were talking right before we got started about we need to dig into Troy because the idea of the augmenter's tree and how as you grow your mentoring skill set, your shadow will continue to affect others in ways you don't know was such a powerful idea to me. And the only way to start a tree, you got to dig a hole. And oh I don't God. want to go too far with my metaphors, but you know, let's dig into Troy. It all comes together in a full circle of uh, a full circle tree of life. I think is how it all comes together. Tree of Troy. Tree of Troy. The tree of Troy. Oh my gosh! So when I was thinking, reflecting on this interview, there were some things I definitely think of it now. When I think of Troy, I will always see him in his hoodie with his blazer. Yep. And I loved how he shared this shadow mentor who we never quite learned exactly who that was could see that the costume he was wearing, the mask he was wearing, a lot of superhero analogies here was not him. It wasn't his authentic self. And he knows mm -hmm. he feels so much more comfortable wearing a hoodie, but with a blazer. So he's able to bring his most professional self, but his hoodie is his authentic self. So I feel like what I got from that is to connect better with others. You want to show some authenticity, but then also, you know, you kind of got to bring, you got to bring it, right? You can't just like your completely authentic self, like, you know, what, in your pajamas and pigtails. When you look good, you feel good. And hey, uh, at some point, pajamas and pigtails, maybe that's going to be my, you know, keynote center stage look. I just got to work on the hair. I got the PJs. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I think for serious on Troy, like he was really able to tap into what made him feel comfortable and also really tap into the power of knowing his audience and making sure that his content was consumable to black entrepreneurs, making sure his language, making sure his style, making sure his authentic self was bringing it to the audience that he wanted to speak to. I mean, it's, it seems like such a simple tenant of inclusive marketing, but it's much easier said than done. And Troy walks the walk in this area in a big way. I think he allowed the opportunity for us, at least for me, maybe for you, but definitely for our listeners to think about where is that connection of their, of your authentic self, but also, you know, sort of bringing it as well. So it gave me, uh, definitely gave me something to think about. And then of course, I had never heard that term shadow mentor before, but it really mm -hmm. resonated with me. And I loved the idea of, I feel like I've heard people say things that they had no idea that they said that have stuck with me forever. And I've had, had the opportunity to meet them. I'll always tell them. I remember when you said X, Y, and Z, the same thing has happened to me. 
So to me, the idea of a shadow mentor is sort of like the shadows that are cast over people and you don't even know what's happening. But then you're like, oh my gosh, that was so brilliant. It's exactly what I needed to hear. And when you bring your authentic self, you're truly you and you talk from your heart, you talk from your area of comfort, area of power. You don't know what shadow you're going to cast. But if you're being true to yourself, it's going to be an impactful and positive shadow. And that by itself can be a really... I don't want to say comforting, but it's almost like if you do you, you're going to help others be themselves. And that way of growing to your potential as a scaling effect to help others grow to their potential is pretty amazing as like a very simple term of like, yeah, we can all be shadow mentors. Just, you know, be yourself and be honest and loving and human. And you know what makes an amazing shadow? A tree. A tree. <laughs> and, tree. And, a, and a shadow is only the same once a day, which means it's never the same. Stay tuned for our biology focused podcast coming up. (laughs) It's about one half of how often uh, a clock is correct each day. Broken clock. Oh, Lord, we're off. Regardless, even though Troy never talked specifically about, I would say, like the pitch and how he put himself in front of others, like he just, it resonated with me, our Augmenters principle three, the pitch, that if you're not being authentic to yourself, and you're not casting a shadow of your own place of power and comfort, you know, you're, you're never going to resonate with other people. So you do need to look inside first and make sure you're prepared to connect better with others through being authentic. You need to realize the power of your shadow that you cast when you're being authentic. And that when you do all that, the pitch comes quite naturally. So I never felt that Troy needed to sell us or needed to market. He was just Troy. I was like, yeah. Got it. Like he no, no was just to... Troy. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And he made the decision very early on, like to know what he really authentically, it sounds like both that he really wanted to bring around digital marketing, but also it sounds like he was kind of called to bring it. I mean, he was going down this path of mechanical and electrical engineering. This is where he was going to go, but he just knew in his heart um, that he, he was destined to do this. So him really bringing his authentic self allows him to pitch his services and his uh, brilliance. He does a lot of speaking engagements. He obviously does a phenomenal podcast. So he's able to, you know, pitch what he knows to so many entrepreneurs and be able to help them be successful. When, when life is life in, lead with your own truth and potential is going to come. Shout out Troy. He is a man of flow. He is a man of flow. I am very excited to listen to more episodes of I Digress and we will definitely be following along. And thanks, Troy, for the fun time. Troy, I digress. Augmenters out. (laughs) Wow, you've made it this far and we thank you. Hopefully you enjoyed our episode and discovered new ways to bring more authentic connection into your mentoring relationships. Want to tell them more, Jimmy? Be an Augmenter with us. Visit our website for the best interactive mentoring content at augmenters.us. Share our podcast with someone you care about. Like and subscribe. And yes, really, you following our show and writing a review, it's a big deal. Your actions provide us with the resources to continue our undefeated, unencumbered, prize-winning productions. We welcome questions and suggestions via email, hi at augmenters.us or on social with our handle at AugmentersHQ. We are most active and available on LinkedIn and YouTube. Shout out an earnest thank you to our intrepid producer, Erlen Cato. We appreciate you. Augmenters out. See ya.